Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, the founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, a certified Christian life coach. It's wonderful to have you with me today. Thanks for being here. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thanks for tuning in. Just make yourself comfortable for what I call an hour of uplift and encouragement. I do this show on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 12 noon Eastern. The encouragement and uplift is through my choosing a topic you can delve into. I throw in a few coaching tips and questions, and we have an inspiring guest interview. At the end of each show, I leave time for you to call in to join the conversation with your questions and comments. I'd love for you to make this a regular date with me. Send an email to Linda on L at gmail.com and you will then <clears throat> you will then receive the show link and info directly before every broadcast that's Linda on lcrn at gmail.com and for all of you out there who tune in for a replay after the live broadcast thank you for listening as well It's been a whole month since our last show, but I still want to send a shout-out of appreciation to my last guest, Mr. Tony Stamilio. He discussed with me the topic, Reaching Your True Potential. Tony had some powerful nuggets on how to move from where you are to living life more fully and having fun along the way. Contact me at the email mentioned for a link to that broadcast, or you can go to iTunes podcast. Type in Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda, and you can download episode number 41, or you can download previous episodes also at no cost. Before today's topic, I want to just take a moment to say My heart goes out to all of those who have been affected by the hurricanes and perilous weather conditions across the southern United States and the Caribbean in recent weeks. I pray and I ask each of our listeners to pray and hope that relief has begun and that God grants each person affected the fortitude and resources to rebuild their spirits and their lives step by step. And now for today's topic, Journey to Confident Love. This title came about because my guest, whom you'll meet in a moment, 
is the author of an inspiring new book called Confident Love. And today, she'll share her journey to lasting love in marriage. I love what she has put together in her book. Practical insights and experience that many of you can relate to, but also it is loaded with godly wisdom and perspective from how you allow God's presence and will in your search of love. How to get yourself ready while you're waiting and how to cherish and nurture love when you have it. So I thought, well, I know there are men and women out there searching, and I know people who are tired of waiting and hoping for lasting love, or folks who have been deeply disappointed in relationships. And I know marriages where husbands and or wives may now take that love for granted. And they need some perspective to recharge their relationships. If you are not in these scenarios that I described, I bet you know someone who is. And you can hear something today that allows you to be an encourager to someone. That's why I think this topic is very beneficial. So a few questions for those out there who are waiting or acting actively searching for love. As you examine and think about the person of your dreams, you probably have some very specific criteria in mind of what he or she looks like, acts like, their financial status, and how they dress, how they speak, the kind of career they have. Most of us do. (laughs) But let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Do you have a picture of what your future mate's faith walk is like and their relationship with God? Does it matter to you if they are prayerful? What's your picture of their core values and character? What about their vision of marriage? Their relationships with their parents and their views about children? What about their ability to accept a mate, warts and all? I know these may not be the first things that come to mind, but they are critical components to consider, as you'll hear when I discuss uh, this topic with my guest. And before we even assess what the other person needs to be, how about your own self-assessment? A look at what you are willing to be, to do, and to bring to a marriage. Can you love through disappointment or, say, major health challenges, for example? Can you accept different views than your own? Do you practice, right now, before the mate comes along, do you practice patience and kindness? Are you a forgiving person? And lastly, are you asking the Lord to guide your search for your love? Particularly 
for those in the audience who have experienced divorce, how have you evaluated your own growth, life lessons, your faults, and needs since that time? Are you preparing yourself for another opportunity at love without bringing the baggage and comparisons of the last relationship with you? I know it's easier to focus on what the other person needs to be, isn't it? (laughs) I want to also throw out a few questions to those in marriage who may need to refresh or recharge their relationship. I want you to ask yourself these questions. In what ways do I take my spouse for granted? What can I do to enrich my relationship? What sacrifice can I make to make my spouse happy? What do I focus on about my spouse? How he or she irritates me? Or how he or she blesses my life? And lastly, what if you just ask the Lord for guidance? What if you just say, Lord, show me how to love and support my spouse more completely. I know the journey to confident love may have lots of waiting, deliberating, frustration, and lots of personal lessons and spiritual growth for each of us. But as my guest will share, it's worth the wait. Let me introduce my guest right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to have Janice McLaughlin-George here as my guest today. Janice was born and raised in Danville, Virginia, and currently lives in Northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. She has been married to her best friend, Tom, for almost 16 wonderful years. They are members and servants at Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. Janice accepted Christ as her personal Lord and Savior at the age of 12, and from childhood on, she has been active in the local church. Janice has served in several church leadership roles, and she has been a guest speaker for women's conferences. Janice has 20-plus years of experience in product management and product marketing in the telecommunications industry leading global, cross-functional, and geographically dispersed teams in the development and marketing of global network and cybersecurity services. Janice has a BS degree in computer science from James Madison University and an MBA from Johns Hopkins University. Presently, she is finalizing her doctoral studies in strategic leadership at Regent University. Janice, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It's such a pleasure to have you as my guest. Well, thank you, Linda. I'm so delighted to be here, and I'm very thankful for you and your ministry. Um, I already was inspired by your opening remarks, so uh, so thank you, and thank you for having me. Uh, well, I know with your help, we are going to reach someone out there who may feel alone and just someone who feels um, 
like they're unsure of their next steps toward love. And we will offer them some hope and encouragement. So let's get started. Tell us first a little about your growing up years and what your family life was like. Okay, well, as you mentioned, I grew up in Danville, Virginia. And for those who do not know, um, Danville is about 30 minutes from the North Carolina border. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, people in Danville will actually go to North Carolina for dinner, so it's that close. Um, we we also claim um, Dr. Charles Stanley from Atlanta. Uh, he was born and raised in the Drysdale area, which is probably about five minutes or so um, from Danville. As a matter of fact, my high school was in Drysdale, Virginia, so so we claim him <laughs> as our own. <laughs> Um, so um, it was definitely a, a Christian-based family I'm very thankful for. We um, went to church, Sunday school, faithfully, but as we know, um, going to church and Sunday school, that doesn't save us. So I'm very thankful to um, have that exposure to um, Christ at an early age. Um, I was one of five kids. I'm the second oldest. Um, my dad worked at Goodyear. He was also a janitor and security guard at my high school. My mom worked. Um, in the high school school cafeteria, so we were surrounded by our parents, so we definitely had to behave <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> um, we we lived within walking distance of our um, maternal grandparents, um, aunts and uncles, so there are about four or five houses that are lined up on Mount Cross Road, um, and all of those are relatives. And so um, that was a blessing just to grow up. Um, with them, my my grandparents were my friends, and so that was truly a blessing. Um, I got a good taste of the country life, as my grandpa was a a farmer, and so during the mm. summers, um, I actually hand tobacco leaves. Can you believe that, Linda? Wow. <laughs> actually, hand tobacco <laughs> leaves, and and I think I was like in the second grade and thought I could be the adult and actually string tobacco, but they didn't um, trust my um, efforts, and so they redid whatever I did. So, uh, so I had to stick <laughs> to just handing them the leaves. Um, he had, you know, a few pigs, a few chickens, a few cows. Um, he would plow out potatoes, and then his grandkids would follow behind him, and um, we would pick up the potatoes and put them in um, bushels. Um, so it was just a lot of fun um, getting that exposure. Not that I want to live that life, but um, mm-hmm. it was truly fun right. getting that um, exposure. Um, so when you hear people say um, people walking around like a chicken with his head cut off, I mean, I truly know um, what that was like because I actually saw them, you know, kill the chicken and all. And um, and I can right. remember just a, a couple of years ago, Tom and I, we were traveling to uh, Connecticut, and we were on 495, and we heard uh, or smelled something that was just truly bad. It was just awful. And Tom was like, what is that smell? And I said, it smelled like pigs. He's like, what do you know about pigs? And lo and behold, <laughs> there's this truck that passes by us with, uh, just loaded with pigs. And so he laughs at that today because truly he did marry a country girl. Um, so I was, you know, kind of quiet, shy growing up, um, but I stayed in my books. Um, I sewed my doll clothes, and eventually I um, started making my own clothes in the sixth grade. And from that point on, I became an entrepreneur because then my relatives would hire me to make their clothes. Um, wow. I was diligent in um, reading God's Word. I, I read the Bible daily. And I think that is what transformed my life without me knowing it. And so when I had to make some decisions early on, like even in high school, where to go to college um, and various things, God was truly ordering my steps, but I did not know um, how he was ordering my steps. And so I'm very thankful um, for that um, upbringing and, and just how he's blessed me 
um, along the, along the way. I'm you know I'm thankful for my family, my my parents, my grandparents who all had um, a bent towards God, their heart bent towards God, and I think that helped me um, as I made the journey away from home and 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 you know interacting with other people. So I'm very thankful for the upbringing. Amen. Oh, beautiful. And I tell you, you and I have some things in common that I didn't know about because my grandparents were farmers and raised animals and everything as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell us a few of your core values um, that shape and drive your life today. Um, I think just even as I talked about the upbringing, so definitely faith, having a strong faith Mm -hmm. in God and family and friends. So people are very important to me. Um, and then also mm-hmm. focus on eternity. So I realized that while um, salvation is based on um, accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior, we also have to have that eternal perspective because everything that we do um, should reflect um, Christ and who he is in our lives. And so when we make decisions, we need to have kind of an eternal, uh, eternal purpose, an internal focus. And so that drives my priorities and my attitudes and, and my behaviors. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I would love to hear what do you see as a few of your key strengths and and your spiritual gifts? Okay, um, I, I would say that um, my gifts would, uh, or, or strengths would probably be um, leadership, um, planning, um, product management, um, events planning. Those are things that I love. I have a, a natural bent towards. Um, in terms okay. of spiritual gifts, um, would be more of um, encouragement and administration. Mm. Encouragement and administration. Okay. I, you know, I am always curious about how uh, people know themselves with regard to gifts and values because it's not by chance that we have the combinations that we do, is it? It's the way God has, in fact, um, shaped us and created us. Um, I I am super excited. I love your book so much. Um, before I get into the book, though, I'd love for you to just tell us how you got started in the telecommunications industry. Um, well, truly, I'd say that also was an answer to prayer. Um, when I was um, my senior in high school, and as I talked about being a little quiet, shy girl from from Danville, um, you know, a lot of different recruiters would send me letters and wanted me to fly this place, go this place to um, interview for jobs. And I was very um, much wanting to be close to home. And so, quite frankly, I never responded. I just threw those letters in the in the trash can. And so I tried to focus on Maryland, Virginia, and North Carolina. Well, um, ah. being a computer science um Major um, Bell Atlantic at the time, CMP Telephone Company, back before it became Verizon, um, they um, asked me to come for an interview. So my dad actually drove me to Silver Spring. I did the interview, got the job, but I turned it down because I was too far away from home. So six hours at that point mm-hmm. was too far away from home for me. And um, so to make mm-hmm. a long story short, um, they later um, contacted me. And um, and asked me to interview for a job in Roanoke, and I told myself, well, I've already turned down this particular job. They said, yes, we know all about that, 
And so they they came and they um, administered a test. It was a management test that I had to take. Mm -hmm. I took that, and then I interviewed in Roanoke, um, and then they offered me the job. And so that was the beginning. Roanoke is only an hour and a half um, north um, of um, of Danville, kind of, um, I want to say, northwest of Danville. So it it was a good Mm -hmm. starting point um, for me. And so I truly believe it was an answer to prayer because, uh, you know, when the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit prays for us. And so I can remember yes. just, you know, it was like April. It was like, yeah, April time frame and, you know, to graduate in May and not have a job. And so that was just kind of a longing in my heart, like, what am I going to do? And so I was laying on my bed, taking a nap, and the phone rings. And that was this lady off, um, basically telling me about this other opportunity. And so I just felt like mm-hmm. even though there were other um opportunities that came my way I just felt like that was where the Lord wanted me to be and even though um, over the years I I kind of explored a few opportunities um, outside of telecom just to get a taste of what product management and product marketing would be like outside of telecom and um, and he still brought me back um, to telecom because I found myself constantly comparing what I was doing in those roles to what I was doing in telecom and so the Lord blessed me to come back um, to telecom, so I'm very thankful, and I know um, this is where I am to be until such time um, he moves me on to become uh, Janice Incorporated. <laughs> there you go, awesome. <laughs> um, with 20 plus years experience in the telecommunications industry, um, have you seen, or what have you seen as common themes or life lessons that have helped you to grow? Well, one thing about telecom is that it's definitely a you know constant change. I mean, and when you think back, mm-hmm. Linda, about all the technologies that we experience, even the cell phone. I mean, we're literally holding a little computer in our hands, right? Um, yeah. But I remember my first telephone, my first cell phone um, was a, was um, a cell phone and a notebook that I had to strap it to my um, car seat. <laughs> you know, so so just to see, and, and and you actually picked up the receiver. It looked like a phone uh, receiver that you would actually have in your house. And so there's constant mm-hmm. change. And so um, some of the things that I've learned is that you always have to be observant of what's going on around you and be prepared. Um, you have to own your destiny. And when I say that, we know God's totally in control. But on the earth, when it comes to um, our humanity, you know, stay focused on what's going on around you and, and, and how do you prepare. You know, getting another degree, mm. getting a certification, doing those things that make you marketable. And I can remember an executive at um, – I still say Bell Atlantic because that's what it was called when I worked there. Um, there was an executive, and he, and I always would love to hear him speak because whenever he said something, it was always inspiring. And he said, I can't promise to keep, and he was saying this to his whole team, I can't promise to keep you employed, but I will promise to keep you employable, meaning you will always have challenging assignments, you will get the training, you will have what you need to always be marketable. So, Lord forbid, if there was a, a layoff or whatever, you knew that you could be able to get a job because Bell Atlantic prepared you. And so you always uh-huh. have to be prepared and, um, and, and, and you know, keep the resume current, um, you know, not be the yes man, yes woman, because we are to make a difference in the workplace. Um, and represent God wherever we go, to walk with integrity, uh, make sure that the work that we deliver is excellent, um, and, and, and be ethical in all that we do. Amen. Oh, beautifully, beautifully said. 
you know, I think sometimes it's worth just kind of revisiting or saying, you know, what have been the lessons or the constants over my over my life up to this point? And um, I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I mm-hmm. just, that's one of my core values. And that I greatly relate to or it resonates in terms of just continue to grow, keep keep yourself marketable, you know, seek new knowledge and ways to, as you said, own your own destiny. I like that. Um, well, let's, let's get into the heart of our topic today, Journey to Confident Love. And I told the audience earlier, I called, uh, I made today's topic Journey to Confident Love because of your phenomenal book titled Confident Love. So tell us, what was your intention in writing this book? Or what prompted you to write it? Um, well, honestly, it was truly an act of obedience. Um, when um, I was dating Tom uh, and just being prayerful over whether or not he was the person for me, um, and so mm-hmm. periodically I would just fast and pray and ask God for, for wisdom. Um, and so there was a, a, you know, a constant, you know, wait, you know, be still and wait on the Lord. Um, and um, and so when I kind of thought he was going to ask me to marry him, even though I had green lights throughout the relationship, I really wanted to make sure that if he asked me and I said yes, that it was a yes that God had given me to tell him. And so for a week mm-hmm. I um, fasted and prayed. And it's amazing how God speaks to us because he used my calendar on my desk at work because I had one of those um, daily tear-off calendars. And Mm -hmm. um, so he would use that calendar to speak to me. So no matter what I read in my devotions, whatever I read in the Bible study or whatever, he used that. And I didn't know that's what was going to happen, but just looking back, I mean, that was the pattern that I saw. And so so as I was, um, you know, praying and fasting about what the Lord would have me to do, and then as I start to see this pattern unfold in the scriptures that he gave me, I said, okay, well, this will probably benefit someone else. So I felt like, okay, a book was being birthed, but but still I even with that needing to know that um, God wanted me to do that. And so um, as I continue to pray and, and move on, even after Tom and I got married, I mean, it's, here it is years later, you know, almost 16 years of marriage um, that the book is just um, being published. But um, But anyway, just that constant of, you know, Lord, do you want me to do this? And he would constantly remind mm-hmm. me that this is what he wanted me to do. And sometimes, like, even I could be writing a chapter about one of the scriptures, and he would let a preacher or something in my devotion be about that particular um, passage. And so I just knew that those were just um, constant confirmations, that this was a journey mm-hmm. that he wanted me to embark. And as I talked about having that internal focus and maintaining an internal focus, I mean, this was very time-consuming. It was very frustrating at times, but because I mm-hmm. knew that this is something he wanted me to do, and if I didn't do it, I was going to give him an account for it. Um, that's what kept me focused and, and, and just staying on the project. And so, you know, so I, you know, shout hallelujah and thank and being thankful um, that the project is done. But, of course, you know, when one project is done, he has other things for you to do. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just very thankful um, for, for that journey. But, yeah, it truly was an act of obedience and just trusting God through the process. You know, um, the title, Confident Love, I'd love you to just say a word about that. Um, 
you know, it's funny because um, my my working title initially was before I said yes. Um, and then I changed mm-hmm. it a few times, Worthy Love. I changed it a few times. And so um, it was January 2016, not too long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was unloading the dishwasher, and I was thinking about my relationship with Tom, and I was thinking about, you know, we're not perfect people, but it's because of our love for Christ and wanting to do what he wants us to do that that's our confidence. And so our confidence mm-hmm. is in God. And so with having confidence in God, that allows us to have confidence in each other. And so from mm-hmm. there, the, the title Confident Love was birthed. And, um, and so, you know, I, when I um, thought about that, and then I shared it with Tom, and he loved it, then I started to Google it to see if anything else was out there on Confident Love, and, and <laughs> there wasn't. And so it was just, you know, confirmation. And, um, and I'm very thankful because um, – you know, again, you know, I started out with before I said yes, but um, I think mm-hmm. this title really depicts, you know, what our relationship is. I love the title. And frankly, in my view, this book is just a beautiful blueprint for people of faith or people who are trying to grow in faith out there who are waiting who maybe, as I said earlier, who may even feel frustrated. Um, they're ready to give up on having true love in their lives. You give them a lot of uh, your personal journey in this book, and particular, not only practical, but you give godly perspectives throughout the book to hold on to as they're waiting or as they're on this journey. Would you just Kind of give a brief walkthrough of how you laid the book out. Um, so, you know, as I said earlier, you know, the, the book is um, based on scriptures that God gave me through the fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, at the beginning of the book, I think in um, chapter one, I kind of lay out these um, five scriptures. Um, so, yea, though, thou art my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. And so that um scripture then became the the cha- uh, the chapter on um the lamp in the darkness um mm-hmm. and and so basically you know I've taken the scri- the scriptures you know turned it into a chapter and then I have these um acrostics so that it's kind of a a reminder of what the chapter is about but it also gives people action on um how yeah. to um carry out their life um so for instance a yeah. lamp in the darkness you know, L means look to God's word. A, attend your church regularly. M, make mm-hmm. and cultivate godly friendships. And then P, for pray, for praying um, continuously and fervently. And so, um, so you can see how you know that scripture now becomes a lamp in the darkness. And um, as Christians, yeah. even as you know, single or married, we need to have the right perspective on our life. And so when we go to church, God uses the shepherd, the pastor of the church, to to talk mm-hmm. to us, to, 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 to give us guidance on what we need to do 24-7. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how you can be going through different things and God used the pastor or someone in that church to really minister mm-hmm. to you, to give you something, a nugget of truth that you need mm-hmm. to carry out your life. Um, and so as singles, I mean, it's, it's a very important thing to even have godly friends, you know, friends who are going to hold you up and to keep you 
um, walking the straight and narrow when everyone else yes. wants to tell you to do other things. And so God has to be that lamp in the darkness. And so we have to listen to his word, look to his word, attend church, have the right people um, that surround us. And then, you know, there are other scriptures that I list here um, as well. And all of these were part of um, the fast. Um, I'll just give another example. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, and so that um, scripture became um, the Lord, the provider of all. So as you talked earlier, Linda, about, um, you know, everybody has their checklist of all the things yeah. that they want and expect in a mail, in their, in their mate, and, um, you know, it's for the bank account, the, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, how is he going to provide mm-hmm. for me? How is he going to do all these different things? You know, me, 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 mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. when we look at the Lord being the provider of all, so then L, we look to Jehovah Jireh for all you need. Own your part for O, R, rejoice in what you have, and D, determine to give. And so whether you're single or married, these are things that we need to do as we focus um, on God and what he wants us to do in the relationship, whether it be single or married. And so I take these scriptures, um, they, they are uh, formulate the chapters, and then each chapter ends with what I call a spa and so SPA stands for Scriptures, yes. Prayers, and Actions. And so we give Scripture because the Bible says that his word will not return void. And so as we have yes. those Scriptures, those are things that we can hang on. And even 16 years later, I still rely on those Scriptures. So I'm very thankful um, mm. for that encouragement um, that the Lord birthed in me uh, many years ago. So we have the Scriptures, and so we have a prayer, um, and then we have actions. What are we going to do with the information we just read? You know, in the book of James, it tells us to not to be just hearers of the word, to be doers of the word. And doers, so yes. if we really, you know, if we really want God to be center of our lives, then, then, then what are we doing with the word that we're taking in? And a lot of times, like even when we hear about, you know, marriages, um, Christian marriages ending in divorce, a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with the fact that people don't want to do what God wants them to do, right? So it's like people are just Amen. satisfied with, yes, I checked the box. I'm a Christian. I've I've been saved. I accepted the Christ. I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. But that's enough. Or I just go to mm-hmm. church on Sunday and that's enough. But no, it's not enough. Are we truly allowing Him to change our lives, to change our minds, so that we can be the people that He would have us to be, individually and collectively? So, as a female, am I being the woman God wants me to be? My husband Tom, mm-hmm. is he being the man God wants him to be? And then together, are we being the couple He would have us to be? And so, you know, so that's what this is all about, and that's how we have to prepare ourselves. Um, before marriage, but also in the marriage, because once you get married, you still haven't arrived, right? Because the That's Lord right. uses uses the marriage to help point you into some things that you didn't even think about. Um, and I do talk about it in the book um, where uh, there's a there's a a, a, a book called um, What If um, God Designed Marriage Not to Make You Happy, but to Make You Holy. And so God uses that wow. other person in your life to point out or help to identify some things in you that may not be as godly as we think it should be. So um, so, so that's what the book is about. It's a truly a transformation for, for singles as well as for, for married people. It is so beautifully written, audience. I, I really encourage everyone who's listening, go out and get a copy of Confident Love, Worth the Wait, 
by Janice McLaughlin George. Um, you talked about the spa treatments, and I thought that was just so um, inspiring. Audience, if you get this book and read nothing else but at each chapter, what Janice calls the spa treatments, the, the scriptures, the prayers, actions for transformation, spa, I think you will be well rewarded. Um, I got something from each spa um, in the book, each spa treatment in the book, Janice. <clears throat> I just thought that was such a smart way to bring it all together with each chapter. It's not only um, meditating on the word, as you said, not only hearing it, but to be doers of it. So you, um, I, I consider I consider the book a beautiful roadmap. Um, Let's talk about for a minute about the waiting. As you said, you don't like to wait. And I bet most of our listeners agree with you on that. I mean, who <laughs> does like to wait? <laughs> Would you talk to us some about the journey through your own waiting for the right man and what you focused on in the meantime until God brought you and Tom together? Well, um, I want to say initially, I can't say necessarily I was looking for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, um, there was a lady at my church. Um, we were we, At the church I was attending at the time, or a member of at the time, we had these Bible circle fellowships. So literally, you know, the Sunday school class was divided up into, um, you know, X number of, of tables, and so maybe like eight to ten people at one table. And so they were part of my um, – and then you had an instructor – or facilitator at each table, and so um, mm-hmm. this lady BJ, she was um, at uh, at the at part of my um, Bible Circle um, fellowship, and we, um, you know, just kind of bonded, and uh, mm-hmm. and so one day she asked me if I was dating, and I said um, no. She said, well, I have this this client who wants um, me to help him find his son a Christian wife. <laughs> And I said, well, I'm I'm interested in being friends, not a wife right now. So um, anyway, so to make a long story short, um, it was through her that Tom and I met, and of course, you know, the rest is history. Um, but but I think my my waiting um, was uh, the the challenges or the trial of waiting was more so of once I felt like this was the relationship with me, just waiting um, to see what the Lord was saying to Tom. And so, you know, whenever I would pray and fast, the Lord, you know, constantly gave me green lights that this is the the person for you. Um, But I wasn't necessarily seeing movement in the relationship. And so that was what was becoming frustrating for me because I was in my 30s. And I don't mm-hmm. like wasting time either. <laughs> so, you know, so, but, but I was like constantly busy. So I was busy with work. And, and at that time, you know, I traveled quite a bit with my work. I was busy at church. Um, and I even had like one of my friends, um, one day I was talking to her and somehow the subject of Tom came up and, and I said, um, you know, in the conversation, how he, um, keeps asking me, like, well, what are you doing or whatever? And I keep telling him I'm doing this and this and this. And she said, you realize you're telling him you're not interested? And so I had to um, pause for a moment and just say, I'm not. I'm busy this weekend, but I'm not busy the next weekend. And I mean, I didn't realize what I was doing really. But anyway, so it was it was more of um, wait, waiting um, for 
him to make a decision on where he wanted the relationship to go. And as frustrating as that was, the blessing of the waiting was that um, as much as um, we liked each other, loved each other, loved liked each other, um, (laughs) the fact that he would be willing to let me go to hear from God, that was another indicator that he was the person for me. Um, because at the end of the day, you want someone who is who who is really in tune to God and wants to obey God at any cost. And so, Amen. again, thankful for that, but at the same time frustrated. And so, but it was still through just staying busy with work and and church. And I had a Mary Kay business at the time. Um, that was mm-hmm. what was important, um, I think, so that you don't have idle time. Um, but also just, um, you know, keeping your trust in God while you're waiting and um, and, and doing the right thing regardless. So um, there were times, for instance, my grandmother, she'd gotten sick, and um, and uh-huh. I even though Tom and I had a date scheduled for Saturday and Sunday, he was going to actually go with me to church that Sunday, and, um, mm-hmm. and I felt like I really needed to go home. And this was like a Memorial Day weekend. So as much as I wanted to spend time spend time with Tom, um, I said, you know, I can still do lunch. I can't do the movie, and I can't do church on Sunday because I really do need to go see my grandma. Now, granted, somebody mm-hmm. could have read that and said, oh, she's not interested. But, no, she's it was like interested. I needed to go see my grandma. And so if it means that that's the end of this relationship, so be it. But but, but mm-hmm. it's like taking those risks, those those good risks, um, mm-hmm. and, and do the right thing um, in the relationship regardless. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I think just even how he responded to that, again, was another indication yeah. of him being a good person and a, and a person yeah. that you want to consider spending your life with. Oh, beautiful. I hear through that that you remain true to yourself versus yes. being so... Um, I'm going to do anything to get what I what I think ultimately I want, which is for him to uh, offer marriage. I'm going to put everything else on the back burner. And sometimes, right. you know, we make that mistake. But when the person sees you authentically on the journey, um, they really get the sense of who you who you truly are. Um, you know, one section of the book I just want to point out to, in addition to the spa treatments, I mean, it's loaded to our audience. Um, I particularly love the section on learn him. You know, you talked about, I mean, and it just really spoke to me. This would be, of course, to our audience talking to women. You talked about learn him, value him for who he is, and evaluate your motives. <clears throat> this was in that the, seg- the section, the love he needs. Would you talk some about that segment of the book, please? Yes, um, that was one of the scriptures again that came through the fast, and the scripture was, "Love does not insist on its own; it is not irritable or resentful." First um, Corinthians thirteen five. And when I saw that scripture, I was like, "I'm not selfish. Why is God giving me that scripture this week?" Right? Um, but then you realize that there are elements of um, selfishness in us that um, that, mm-hmm. that God needs to chisel away. And so when He brought yeah. that scripture to my attention, then I realized, okay, this is something that I need to look at. So in relationships, 
you know, we can't look at it from just where, what benefits we're going to get from the relationship, but also how we can be a blessing and benefit um, the other person. And so when we look at how we love other people, um, in, in this case, um, our, our, our spouse or, or the person we're dating, is learn him. You know, really study him. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. he's, he's a person that doesn't really say a lot about what he wants. He's very, um, you know, he and I both kind of enjoy the simplicities of life. And so mm-hmm. I really had to pay attention to what he said, didn't say, so that if I'm going to buy him a gift or you know do something special for him, you know, how do I tune in to something that's really going to, uh, you know, get his attention and really show that I really do love him? Um, because sometimes, you know, yeah. we want to, um, you know, minister to people with our own love language versus understanding what their love language is and, and, and ministering to them in that way, right? So um, yeah. and then overflowing with un- unconditional respect, you know, making sure that we do respect our spouses and um, I remember when I was getting ready to teach a Bible study or facilitate a Bible study at church, and it was on respect. And I said um, I, I had to go to Tom because I examined myself. You know, I think I'm respecting him, but are there cases where I don't? And so I didn't want to mm-hmm. teach and be hypocritical. So I really asked him, mm-hmm. is, is there any situation that um, I'm not respecting you? And so you know, he couldn't come up with anything. So I was like, okay, I don't need to repent. I just I can go ahead and and teach the class. But you know, in simple things like when you make reservations for dinner, you know, always put it in his name. And I didn't realize that was a big deal until one day he made a, sta- uh, a comment about it, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then value p- him for who he is. You know, a lot of times. When I listen to tributes, when I listen to um, people, you know, they're giving, you know, whether it be like a, you know, a banquet or, you know, birthday dinner or even cards. When you go to Hallmark and look for cards, it's, it seems mm-hmm. a lot about what the person does. But it's like just love them for who they are. Um, and, and, and because the thing is, if something happens that. to Tom and he can't do anything for me, I still should love him, you know, love yeah. him and respect him for who he is. Um, and then evaluate your motives. And um, one example I talk about in the book is, you know, I like celebrating birthdays, especially milestone birthdays. So, you know, I'm trying to um, plan this big bash for him and knowing that he doesn't like parties, but because I think, I Janice think that he should have a, yeah. a big milestone birthday party, I'm going to plan the party anyway. And so then one day yeah. uh, we were preparing to go to an event, and then I just kind of look at his face, and he's not really excited about it. And I'm like, Janice, no, that's not the way to celebrate his 40th birthday. So make a long story mm-hmm. short on that, I ended up um, taking him to Atlanta so that he could learn how to drive mm-hmm. a race car. And he loved it. He said, next to getting married, that was the best thing I could have ever done for him. And so that's part of learning him because I know he likes the fast cars and those kinds of things. And so just picking that out and and, and planning that trip, I mean, that was, um, I mean, I scored a lot of points for that. So, um, yeah, so being in tune to the person uh, on what their needs are and and love them the way they need to be loved. And we have to pray sometimes to even figure that out. I, I just thought that section was so valuable because we, audience, if I could see you all and you raised your hand, I, how many of us have gone into relationships and we are loving the other person the way we want to be loved or doing the things that we would enjoy, but not, as Janice said, paying attention to them? I, I love that, Janice. That that was very uh, meaningful for me. Um, and the evaluating your motives, 
you know, I'll just say evaluate your motives. <laughs> I thought that was very, that was very wise uh, food for thought. Um, now I'd like to look at something. I give every guest an opportunity to share um, your book and your life as I know you as a friend, are inseparable from your active walk of faith. And one of the central themes of this broadcast is just people sharing the role that faith plays in getting through trials and challenges. Um, The audience responds, they're encouraged when people will just share some of just how they walked through a particularly difficult season. You know, one might meet you and say, oh, you have the most amazing marriage now. You had a season of waiting, but your life has been uh, happy, successful generally. So I'd ask if there's been a season or a period that was uh, really challenging for you, whether in your marriage or personally or professionally, and just how faith helped you to persevere through it. You know, it's interesting that you you ask that question because, you know, a lot of times when people um, stand at the altar to get married and to say their vows, and we say, you know, for better, for worse, richer, poor, sickness, and in health, you know, we'll love thee till mm-hmm. death do us part. You know, we say that, but the whole time we're saying it, we're not thinking about that there will be <laughs> trials in our lives, you know. And, um, and one of the That's songs right. we actually had sung at our, at our wedding was, we build this household of faith. So when the strong winds blow, it won't fall down. And um, mm. and so we had quite a few challenges. I mean, we've had um, financial challenges in the sense that um, there was a period of time when we both were out of work. Um, mm. um, we, you know, we we dealt with um, some health issues. Um, we dealt dealt with um, the um, health issue of my dad and then his um, death. Um, so there's just quite a few mm. things that we have dealt with on this journey and and supporting each other through the process. Um, but one, um, uh, I want to say, issue in particular that I'll um, share with you is, um, and this was probably in 2005, I had a swollen lymph node on the side of my neck. And so when I went to my general doctor to ask about it, he said, oh, let's um, take an antibiotic and just let's see what happens. So anyway, to make a long story short, the, 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 the swollen lymph node would not go away. So then he sent me to a specialist, and the specialist said, you know, they you know, put this tube down your throat and looking at everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, um, I think we need to go and have a biopsy on this. Um, but um, no matter what the biopsy says, I think you still need to take it out. So then he's also sending me to a surgeon. And this process is going on probably about a year and a half. Um, so anyway, um, we, um, we, we made a, a decision, and this is one of the things Tom said to me. He said, Janice, no matter what happens, we're going to praise the Lord. And, um, and so, you know, you read things on the Internet, the Internet will have you dying, right? And so, you know, there are times right. in my life I'm, I'm crying and Tom's reading scriptures and quoting scriptures and all of this or that. Um, but anyway, we get through. We get through. And make a long story mm-hmm. short, the biopsy came out negative. Um, so obviously, you know, we're still going you know, to praise the Lord over that. But, but I remember one Sunday morning I was um, going to call one of my friends in Maryland. I wanted her to pray for me. And then I said, no, you know, everybody's praying for me. My church Sunday school class, they're praying for me. I'm just not going to call her. Okay, but when I left the Sunday school class, I dialed in to check our messages. 
And this friend, her name is Donna, this friend had left a message and said, God put you on my mind, and I have this praise CD for you. And this was the day right before the biopsy. And you just see the handiwork wow. of God as, as the preacher preached on Sunday. Um, you see how mm-hmm. God thrills us, right? And it's like, how did she know? So obviously God had put wow. me on her mind, and then she said, I got this praise CD I want you to listen to. So we immediately go to the store and we buy the, the CD. Um, and then as uh-huh. we were going through this journey, the day um, before um, I um, go to the doctor for the final results, and when she just basically gave me a, you know, a, a write-off that everything's fine, don't need to come back, the day before, I was at my office, and a young lady, uh, one of my close friends, she said, I, Janice, I need to talk to you. And so we go in a conference room, and we talk, and she's crying. She's talking about a situation she's in with her health. And I could finish her sentences. And so I told Tom, I said, wow. you know, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. I'm thankful for this situation because if it had not been for the situation, I would not have been able to minister to my friends. My, my friend, and so we have to understand that even as we're walking through the trial and going through the trial of life, um, we have to stay focused on God, and, 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 yeah, we cry, and, yeah, we, like, why, and all of these things, but sometimes our trial is not just for us. It's also to be able to help somebody else, and so that's what I take from that, but, but I'm very thankful, and this is why it's so important for people to be very prayerful about who they marry because, you know, mm-hmm. I was thankful to have a husband who could pray with me um, and, and be mm-hmm. with me on this journey. I didn't have to go at it by myself. Um, and and yes. so those things are, ve- are very important. Ah, oh, beautiful. Beautifully said. Um, sometimes our trials are not just for us, but for us to go through um, for greater purposes than we can see. And, mm-hmm. and that they might be used for God's purposes. So true, Janice. Um, well, you have you have shared some things that just bring vivid reminders to my mind, and um, I'm sure to the audience as well. I thank you so much for being so open and transparent, and just letting your heart be seen. Uh, I know it's giving someone out there a lot to think about right now. And to our listeners, I want to give you a chance to join our conversation. Are you waiting for lasting love? Are you wondering why not you? Do you have a story to share of your journey to confident love? We are here. We want to listen and encourage you without any judgment. Right now, I want you to call in. Janice and I would love to hear from you. Um, to join us with your comments or questions, call us at one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. Now we have some callers I think who are in listen only mode on the line. I'm going to just check in with you <clears throat> by your area code and prefix, if you would like to make a comment, all you have to do is press 1 and you will be on live with us. If you would not, uh, if you're listening only, you don't want to make a comment, you don't press 1, and you can continue to listen. Okay. 
And again, for any others out there who want to get in on this conversation, the number is one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. Okay, caller at. I tell you, the screen is full, Janice. <laughs> caller <laughs> at. Just one second. Area code four three four. Caller at seven nine one prefix. If you would like to make a, co- a comment or ask a question, just press one. Okay, that that tells me you are listening only. No problem. Let me go to another caller. Caller on the line at four three four. 770 prefix. I'm patching you in. If you would like to make a comment or ask a question, just press 1. Caller with 434 area code 770 prefix. Okay, no problem. You can just listen in. I uh, Just to the audience out there, Anytime you want, if you're not near a computer, you can dial this number and just listen in to the broadcast. One six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. And there is another person I want to check. Caller at area code four three four eight eight two prefix. If you would like to make a comment. Just press one and you're on live with us. Caller at 434-882 prefix. Would you like to make a comment? Just press one and you're on live. Okay. I don't want anyone to feel pressure. Um as we wait for any callers, uh, Janice, I have some more questions. <laughs> um, I'm I'm personally um, grateful that you could make time in your busy schedule to just share, like you have, as I said, from your heart on this on this journey of yours. Um, it's not often that people are willing to be so transparent. And audience, if you get this book, you'll see what I mean because it's practical too. It's not Janice um, trying to be above the daily fray of of life. She's very practical and very honest about um, the ups and downs of the weight and her journey. But then also she has um, integrated in this book exactly what she is sharing right now and and what I know her to live, her uh, active faith. Um, Janice, what is one of the greatest lessons that you've learned? Or, you know, what what has this journey taught you, your journey to confident love? Um, I I think mostly that, um, that we have to still maintain our focus on God uh, from a human perspective, we will fail each other. Um, as much as I love my husband, Tom, and he's a great husband, great person, 
Um, sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't do everything the way I want it done, and I know I don't uh-huh. either, you know. And mm-hmm. so so the focus still has to be on God. And so with our focus on God, then we know that no matter what comes our way, whether it be a trial or whether it be an issue or irritation, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, we know that God will make it all right. But we have to also be willing to do what God wants us to do in the process. So when we talk about Dr. Charles Stanley, he says, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. And so I'm just keeping that as a reminder that stay focused on God, do what he wants us to do, and let him fix whatever he needs to fix. And that's our confidence. Our confidence is truly in God. Amen. I love that. And what a difference it might be if we are able to just keep our focus on him. Um, we have uh, someone that's texted us a question or a comment, and it says, wonderful topic. I'm just curious as to what Tom's actual response when she told him she wanted to go see her grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't remember exactly, but all I know is that it was very supportive. Um, it, was, mm. it was very supportive. Um, and I, I, honestly, that's, that's about all I can remember. Um, yeah, it was very kind, very supportive, understanding. Versus what, what do you mean you, want, you don't want to stay here and, and be with me? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, our... I'm so, and I'm so glad I went because that was my last time seeing her because she passed about a week or so later. So it, it was a trip oh, wow. that my sister and I actually had to see, um, go. And, you know, he never met her. Um, so, he, you know, mm-hmm. he met my other grandmother, but he never met her. Um, so, so it was one mm-hmm. of those things where, you know, just really being obedient to the prompting of God and, and you know, regardless Amen. of what happens up here, I, I'm going to see my grandma. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You know, that's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. And unless, as you just said to my last question, unless we maintain our focus on God, we can miss those promptings. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit may be telling us something to do, and we either, you know, dismiss it or we say, ah, oh, no, that's, I'll do that later. So that's a great illustration of hearing the prompting and, and being obedient. Right. Um, tell me a couple of the key scriptures. You know, you shared a particular uh, challenge that you have been through you know, just for somebody out there in the audience, what are a couple of key scriptures that you would recommend that someone could meditate on, even if they're not a believer yet, just just hearing a few key scriptures when they're facing heavy trials or feeling, you know, um, overcome by challenges? What would you offer? Uh, well, a couple of things. Um, one, uh, and, and of course, you know, this topic of, of waiting and waiting on God, and, and we can become very impatient. Um, but there's a scripture mm-hmm. in Isaiah 64, 4, and this scripture um, came to me. Um, this was when I was, um, I had uh, taken a, um, uh, um, I want to say a sabbatical from work, and um, mm-hmm. 
And so I was now back in the in the job market, and it just seemed like things weren't moving as quickly as I wanted them to be. And um, mm-hmm. and so I was truly waiting on God to deliver me a job. And one day I was really frustrated with him. And and one day he, I felt like he was saying to me, Janice, just because you don't see things happening, it doesn't mean I'm not working. And then later mm-hmm. that day I was um, reading a um, a devotional. And the scriptures basically says, since ancient times, no one has heard, nor no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Isaiah 64 and 4. So no matter what trial we're Amen. going through, we are to really just stay focused on God who's acting on our behalf. Um, when you look at the life of Paul and all that he went through, and a lot of the scriptures that we are benefiting from today, he wrote them while he was in prison. I mean, so he went through a lot Isn't of trials. And, and he Amen. said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And so, and so because of Christ, uh, that gives us strength um, for the journey. And this actually was one of my dad's favorite scriptures. And my dad was a very strong man, very strong Man, and, and so now to to look back and it's like, okay, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And um, and when we look at our nation right now, our nation is in trouble. Let's be real about it. Our nation's in tr- yeah. trouble. We're going through trials, and 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 it's one of those situations where you know we just don't know what tomorrow holds, right? Um, but but growing True. up as a kid, my mom would always quote Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who will call by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And so that is, you know, a calling to us as Christians today that, you know, we really need to be about what God wants us to be because our nation needs our prayers. Our nation needs our repentance. Um, and, 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 and even when we look at the, 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 um, the hurricanes, well, we mm-hmm. can't answer all the questions of why, but one of the things we can be thankful for, there is no shutdown. There is no government shutdown. So we know in all things Amen. God is in control, you know? Amen. I agree 100% on that. Um, the perilous weather conditions that we have seen um, may it all uh, bring people the unaffected as well as the affected, though, to a place of total humility and humbling to the Lord. Um, I think we have a caller on the line. Let me check. Caller at 703-862-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Hi, this is Veranda Powell. Hi, Veranda Powell. Hi there. Hi, Janet and Linda. I'm great in California. All right. (laughs) I just want to make a comment that I really, first of all, I look forward to to reading your book. Secondly, I enjoyed the conversation, and I wanted to make a confirmation on something that you said. Um, One thing I do, I totally agree with, that God puts us through things that it's not all about us. It's sometimes it's a lot about helping others because I know a lot of things that mm-hmm. I've gone through and I couldn't help anybody else had I not gone through it. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with yeah. that. So I, just I, to make I that agree. Comment. 
Thank you so much, Rhonda. Have a have a beautiful morning in sunny, sunny San Diego, and please give uh, Elliot our best. Yes, and I will. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, and the same to our church family there. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. I relate to that so much um, when you when you said it, Janice. Um, I'm with Veronda 100% that when you're going through, you can't see anything but that you are going through, but mm-hmm. God can take our challenges and trials and test and turn them into testimonies that, in fact, do reach and, and uh, encourage someone who's on the journey. So thanks, thanks to Veronda for that call. If there's anyone else out there who'd like to get in on this conversation, the number again is one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. I'm looking at a, a switchboard with um several people in listening mode and I think I've checked with everyone in case they wanted to make a comment. If I've missed you and you want to ask a question or make a comment please just dial us back, 1-646-716-9397. Janice, I really appreciate those scriptures that you offered, and I hope the guests have made note of them. I wanted to not miss a chance to also just turn to your doctoral studies. And if you would just tell us a little about... um, what that journey has been like, and uh, where are you in that process? Um, Well, that, too, has been um, another faith walk. Um, I started the program in 2013, and um, thank God, um, 2018, I should graduate. Um, My intent is to, um, uh, right now, the original plan was to graduate December 2018, um, but now that the book has um, launched, um, God has sown the seed of, me hopefully um, um, completing my dissertation project um, while I complete my classes. So I am targeting um, May of 2018 to um, graduate, so please um, keep that in prayer. Um, It it has been a wonderful journey. Um, I asked um, a dear friend, Adrienne, to uh, join me on the journey, so she and I both have been um, uh, studying, uh, you know, this this, uh, program together. Um, And so every week we pray. Um, not not just with mm-hmm. school, but we pray about everything, really. And so I know mm-hmm. that has been very helpful on the journey. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, what I'm learning. So definitely the focus is on strategic leadership. Um, but with going to um, Regent um, University, which is a, a Christian-based school, um, 20% is Bible. Um, so I'm thankful for, you know, being able to look at scriptures in a different way and pulling out um, leadership principles that I um, hadn't even really thought about. Um, so, so it's truly been a, been a wonderful experience. Beautiful. Well, we definitely will be just covering you in prayer in this last segment um, as you prepare to graduate in May of next year, and we look forward to celebrating with you. We have a caller on the line at um, area code 706, and the prefix is 662. Caller, press 1, and you're on live with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, my name is Chris, and I have a question for 
the author, I noticed that you lean very heavily on fasting and praying. And I believe in fasting Mm -hmm. and praying with all my heart. And I have Mm -hmm. uh, experienced the results of praying, but I'm not as successful as I should be or could be with fasting. So I'm asking if you've got any thoughts, ideas, or tips about being steadfast with fasting. You know, we're all different people, and um, I mean, that's a, that's a really, really good question. We're all different people, and, um, and you know, fasting can be a challenge, um, so you have to know yourself. So when I say fasting, for me, um, you know, I do have to eat something, and so um, in, in my fasting, I will um, limit myself to maybe like fruits and vegetables and water, um, those kinds of things, um, just to... Um, you know, to to, to you know, I'm giving up something, obviously, right? And that's what fasting mm-hmm. is. You're giving up something, and um, and I will say that there is an excellent book. Um, it's by Elmer Towns, um, and it's called Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough: A Guide to Nine Biblical Fasts. And he has um, quite a few um, examples of fasting. Um, you know, and 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 it's for different reasons that you fast. Um, but but I think the main thing is that is that sacrifice and that giving up something. But then there's this dependence on God and seeking His face for the answer. You know, it's not about me. It's not about anybody else. But truly hearing what God has to say um, and do during that time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And it sounds like maybe you have a cold. I do. I do. I don't know where it came from, but I do. But mm. I'm going to fast that out as well. Well, God bless you through well, that. God bless and feel better. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I had to look at it from um perspective of what she went through to get to where she is. And uh, mm-hmm. in doing that, that's mainly because I feel like I'm in my through. I'm going through, and the work mm-hmm. is to be patient and to obey God and leave all the consequences to him. I absolutely love Charles Stanley. So yeah. I have enjoyed you today. Uh, thank you, Linda, for bringing her on, and thank you, Spike, for the reminder. I needed it. Thank you. God bless. Amen. God Amen. bless you. God bless. Um, Well, Janice, as we uh, wind up our time, I, well, first, I hope I have not overlooked any caller that wanted to make a a comment. I've I've tried to watch the switchboard. Um, Let me just give the number out one more time before we go. Area code is 646-716. Nine three nine seven. If you want to make a, uh, a comment or ask a question, there's still a moment that you can give us a call. Um, and Janice, while we're just doing a final check on any callers who want to get in on our discussion, I would love for you to share something fun on your bucket list that you you'd enjoy doing within the next year or so. 
<laughs> you know, the funny thing is I don't have a bucket list, um, but there are things no that I, I do en- enjoy. Um, well, I'm the little country girl from Danville, Virginia, right? So, so I, know I don't have a lot of stuff on the bucket list. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy, you know, tea time with friends. And as you know, I periodically would have those since I haven't done one of those yeah. in a while. So I want to do a um, tea time with friends um, um, and, and, and maybe plan a spa retreat at some point. Um, but most importantly, just spend um, quality time with Tom, uh, because as he knows, and anybody else can probably attest to, you know, just um, you know, publishing a book and 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 going through the um, doctoral um, studies definitely has taken a toll. I mean, there's a just a lot of work involved, and so while we, you know, take time out for each other, um, I definitely want to, you know, spend more quality time with him, um, you know, as we look to. Um, close us out in May. So, uh, so yeah, so those are a few mm-hmm. things um, um, on the agenda. And then also just even promoting the book because, um, you yeah. know, I, I launched it in the midst of school, and so there are quite a few things that I should be doing. You know, being a product management and product marketing professional, there are things I know I'm supposed to be doing, but because of school I'm not able okay. to do that. And so, uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, so um, I'm looking to um, possibly um, do like maybe a relaunch like, um, next spring, summer, and, you know, have some events and mm-hmm. different things planned as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to also just throw in, um, we'll keep you covered in prayer and uh, make sure you're practicing some self-care um, as you are firing on all cylinders here. So I'll I'll keep that in my prayers as well. Thank you. So before we go, is there any last parting word that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, sure. First of all, thank you, Linda, for allowing me to be part of your program. Um, you know, the few times I've listened in, I've always been inspired. Um, but now to be on the other end of it, I hope and pray that other people have, um, you know, gained a nugget of truth that uh, will help them on their journey. Um, I will say yeah. that in all things that if, you know, people just, again, keep their focus on God, you know, trust in him. You know, read his mm-hmm. word daily. And um, and one scripture that I love is First Thessalonians 5.18. It says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And those are key words, concerning you, because we all have different journeys. We all go through different trials. What God has for mm-hmm. me is different from what he has for you. Um, and so we yes. just have to be thankful in all things. Um, and it, you know, it changes our attitude. Um, it puts an extra pep in our step, and um, and it gives us the confidence. So when we pray, like the lady when she called in and she talked about fasting and praying. So as we're fasting and praying, and we really hear from God, that gives us the confidence that even when we go through the trials of life, that God is with us, and that He will carry us through. And so, um, and and when we do that, then we can trust that whatever He has for us is truly um, worth the wait. Amen. Beautifully said. I thank you so much for being my guest today. I, you. you know, your friendship is very special to me, but what you shared today, Janice, is powerful. And you have provided what I consider a really positive imprint for many, particularly for those who are waiting for lasting love and those who want to nurture the love that they have. Before you go, tell us uh, where people can get your book or how they can contact you for bookings, please. 
Um, yes. So the book can be purchased on um, Amazon as well as as, as well as um, Barnes and Noble. And then you okay. can reach me. You can reach me at um, it's Janice J A N I C E at uniquely dash inspired dot com. Um, and my telephone number is seven zero three five eight seven four eight nine three. Five eight seven. Give us the last four again. Four eight nine three. Four eight nine three. Janice at uniquely inspired dot com. Yes, and there's a hyphen between okay. uniquely inspired. I'll send that to you in email as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you again. To my audience, thank you for being here today. I hope you are encouraged and you will have the courage to continue your journey to confident love or seeking to enhance the love that you already have. Ladies out there, be sure and check in on my website to contact me if you're interested in participating in an upcoming Six Steps to Self-Renewal group that I will be hosting. My website is www.lindastevensjones.com. That's Stevens with a P-H instead of a V. lindastevensjones.com. You can participate in my coaching groups by teleconference or webinar from anywhere. If you or someone you know out there is just stuck with challenges or life changes, and can't figure out your next steps, consider Christian coaching. My clients are releasing their fears and taking action to move forward in their lives beautifully. Go to my website again if you want more information or to see client testimonials. Before I close, I just again want to lift in prayer all of those who are um, hurting or suffering as a result of the hurricanes and the very, very challenging weather that we've had. I ask you all to join me in praying for those um, individuals and families. And lastly, I want you to mark your calendars for my next broadcast on October 3rd right here on Life Coach Radio Networks at 12 noon Eastern, where my guest will be Ms. Felicia Meyer-Deloach, She's a licensed clinical social worker, and we will be discussing taking care of your mind, body, and spirit. Until next time, stay blessed.